The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is having their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. And go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Shady to enter the Shady Rays Parlay of the Day contest. We're also brought to you by SGPN's Draft Week. All week long, SGPN has you covered with draft props, mock drafts, and our live NFL draft watch party. So make sure to smash that subscribe button at youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing things. now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb Welcome in to another episode of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. Talking racing things is what we love to do each and every day with you, and we are so stoked to be back once again for another Xfinity episode. Only two, sadly, series in action this weekend, which means, again, no trucks, but there's still Xfinity and Cup to break down. No shortage of action, though. Depend just a uh, only two series, but there's still plenty to talk about. Breaking news today, Cody. Should I keep using the word "break"? Is that is that even? <laughs> should I should I do that? Well, now that you point that out, Rod. I guess maybe you shouldn't. No, I probably should not. Uh, another Hendrick driver goes down. Yeah, on the uh, hockey what? With the Hendrick guys. Okay. what is going on? I got to ask you first, though. Really, honestly, truly, does Hendrick Motorsports take a look at their extracurricular activities in not letting their their uh, folks to do that bearing this news first of all what was the news and then right. you can answer my question <laughs> so alex bowman there was a, a crazy wreck in a sprint race uh last night on tuesday night and bowman flipped multiple times uh, the other car I, I don't know what the status on that driver but flipped many more times than bowman did is his part of the wreck looks scarier but bowman suffered a fractured vertebra from that uh crash he was treated and evaluated or treated last night, evaluated in Charlotte this morning. He's going to be out three to four weeks. Josh Berry again gets the call. He's going to fill in in the number 48 car now. So uh, Rick Hendrick historically has been against allowing the drivers to do much outside of their Cup Series duties. Uh, guys like Jeff Gordon, guys like Jimmy Johnson, like we, we never saw them ever doing anything out outside of, of NASCAR racing. And part of that was Rick Hendrick's stance on it. Kyle Larson comes over and part of his deal was, look, hey, I've got all this other stuff going on. I'm not going to stop that. Do you want it to, you know, do you, if you want to make this work, this is how it's going to be. Rick Hendrick said, fine, you can do it, but you have to throw my sponsorship on all your cars and, and got invested in it. 
We've seen Chase Elliott start to run a bunch of other stuff. Alex Bowman has started to run a bunch of other stuff. William Byron is even racing some other stuff. Um, and so it, they've gone crazy now, right? And then Chase Elliott gets hurt, but not in a racing incident. His was snowboarding. And now Bowman gets hurt in, in an accident. We saw Briscoe break his, his finger uh, in, a, in an accident, dirt accident a few weeks ago. Obviously, there was a recent death in, in a, a dirt. Uh, I think it was a micro sprint or a sprint car. And so everything is just kind of, or maybe that, that might have been a midget car. I, I can't remember exactly, but it, it's been in the news a lot lately, right? And it's like, man, because you can't take away these guys' lives. Like, I'm, I am of the, the part of you can't take away their lives. Like, a guy like Chase Elliott, he, he's got this pressure on him. He, he's, you know, from the day he was born, he's in the spotlight of the most popular driver as his son, like, comes up and, like, He's got all this pressure to perform, and he's at the top series and in one of the best cars and expected to be one of the best drivers, and every fan in the world has expectations on his shoulders. Like He needs that outlet of going and snowboarding if that's what he wants to do, and and these guys should be able to go do these other races. Kyle Larson is in like 157 different races every week, it seems like. Jumps in a dirt modified the other, the other night, first time ever, goes out, smokes the entire field, and wins. Like It's insane, the stuff that he's doing. And I remember as a kid, like Kenny Schrader, Clint Boyer, like every time NASCAR was close, like those guys were always at the dirt tracks. It was like, we got to go watch Kenny Schrader race. We got to go watch Clint Boyer race. Like I remembered and Tony Stewart sometimes like these guys were all out there. And as a kid to me, that was the coolest thing because like the guys that I watch every week, they get to go race against Ken Schrader who races the M&M's car in the cup series. Like that was the coolest thing, you know? And so I, we can't take that kind of stuff away. There's risk in everything. They could have tripped and fallen up the steps. Yes, I know it's safer to walk up the steps than it is to get in a race car, but you have to allow these guys, these outlets to do these other things. When it comes to these other types of racing, I mean, that's helping build their brand. That's helping promote their sponsors and do all these other things as well. So I don't think you can take that away from them. There's risks that come with these things. This is just how it works. We've seen it a little more lately than we had previously. Obviously, now we've had multiple drivers, especially out of the same camp, with these issues, and we hadn't seen that as much lately. Um, so it is unfortunate to that degree. But in my opinion, you, you can't take away these drivers' lives. They're not robots. You can't bubble wrap them until Saturday, put them in the car, let them qualify, wrap them back up in the bubble wrap, and then let them race Sunday, and then wrap the bubble wrap and throw them back in the closet for the weekend like or for the week that's just not how it works they're human beings they need their outlets as well they, yes they've they're you know professional athletes they're making millions of dollars they're in the spotlight we would all love to have that as well but that doesn't mean they're not people it doesn't mean they don't feel the pressure it doesn't mean they don't need to have their lives as well so i am a hundred percent on the side of you've just got to let these guys live you know, maybe don't go sword fighting or something, you know, that, that's, you know, where you might get an arm cut off or, you know, something ridiculous. Even a thing like snowboarding, it's, it's Chase Elliott's done it so many times. You're not getting in snowboarding accidents all the time. It's not like he's trying to do all these crazy tricks and stuff. Like it, it just sometimes accidents happen and that's what the kind of thing that happened. And I don't think that you can take this away from these guys. I don't think so either. I again, it's just so much. I, I get it. I get the the fact that they're like, well, but yeah, they have these big, massive contracts, and and the fans love them, and and yeah, that's fine. That's that's all well and good. But at the same time, 
if you were under that sort of pressure as a person and weren't allowed to do something other than what it was you got paid to do, you would be a very unhappy person and you would probably try to revolt and say, I don't want to be here anymore because I want to be able to have the freedom to snowboard if I so choose. I want the freedom to be able to go and race on this racetrack if I so choose. You know, I get I get that I'm getting paid for this. I get that it's a very, very handsome amount of, of, of money to get paid to do it. But also, the, it's the are you defined by your by your profession and what are you allowed to do in the confines of that as well, which is a conversation we will continue to have. We do have to step away for a quick second to tell you about Shady Rays because Shady Rays has got a parlay of the day contest going on right now exclusively with us. For the folks that bought their shades at ShadyRays.com using the promo code SGPN, each and every day of the NFL Draft, the Sports Gambling Podcast is going to release a Shady Rays parlay of the day. If that parlay hits, the cash will be awarded to one lucky listener. Go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Shady to start getting shady because let's face it, our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes slopes with premium polarized shades customizable snow goggles and so much more shady rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that you have ever worn that we have ever worn that anybody's ever worn they got durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures plus that's not all shady rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements if you lose your pair if you break your pair even on day one, even in minute one, doesn't matter. You send them back, they're going to replace those absolutely free. And they won't even ask you how you did it. They won't pry into your life. They don't care. They just want to replace your sunglasses so you can get back to wearing Shady Rays and uh, making everybody else know how awesome they are. Not only can you look good, but you can feel good too. Because Shady Rays has donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. Plus, if you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or... Just get your get your money back. Return them for free within 30 days. No risk when you shop Shady Rays. Team's always got your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. All right, so we know that Bowman is now out of the 48 uh, which leaves Josh Berry in that 48 to fill in for him. Cody, I don't know why they did not uh, blazon up the call one last time, run up the flagpole to to call the king of Dover, Jimmy Johnson, to sit back in that 48 seat. I get it. I get it. He belongs to another another family now. I, I know. I know it's very hard to call an ex and ask them to come back, but uh, I would have loved one last one to see Jimmy Johnson run this Dover track in the 48. Dude's got 11 wins on this track, leads the world in laps. Like he's still leading laps right now. In fact, he's still in front in that 48 car right up here. Um, but yeah, I, I would have loved to have seen that. Unfortunately, that's not happening. But Josh Berry's not not bad on this track either, though. Yeah, I mean, come on. We see other guys drive for other teams and own other teams. It's not like it's some foreign concept. Denny Hamlin does it. Dale Earnhardt did it. Other guys have done it as well. So do it, first of all. Second of all, potentially Bowman could miss the all-star race. It's right on the border. They say three to four weeks, and that's, I think, in four weeks. So we'll see. He is he is locked into the all-star race, but if he misses it, 
it's up to NASCAR's discretion as far as if they will let the car participate in the main event, even if the driver who's qualified for it. And part of the reason for that, like they've probably already got a sponsorship deal and you know, you're going to be in the all-star race, stuff like that. So you allow the 48 car to be in there. You put Jimmy Johnson in the car. It makes all the sense in the world. It's going to be at North Wilkesboro. It's a big throwback race, all this fun stuff. Well, like it's, it's, a story you couldn't write a better story just get it done come on okay we don't have announcement yet sounds like josh barry's gonna be in the car until further notice but that's fine that's all well and good but jimmy johnson in there for the all-star race if bowman's not back and everybody in the entire motorsports world will be happy i will be happy that's all i care about that's all anybody cares about is whether or not i'm happy and i would love <laughs> to see that one more time i would probably it, it would be great. Well, for the entire entire weekend, I would probably. And then, of course, if Lowe's came back just for that one. Ooh, yeah, that'd be that'd oh, be something, too. Oh, man. But Josh Berry, in the meantime, I mean, obviously, he's filled in in the nine car. He's done it extremely well in the nine car. Um, and I think it'll be translate very well over into the 48 car. I think that he'll do very good there as well. Um, extremely good on this track. He's got uh, two races here in Xfinity. One second place, one first place. That makes his average finish 1.5 in Xfinity. So I, I would expect him to be good here again in the 48. You know, probably not a, a world beater, but I have a feeling he's going to come up on the DFS show tomorrow based on where he's priced at. So make sure you tune into that and, and uh, listen to us break that down a little more. But yeah, I, I think that uh, he's obviously the, the fill-in guy for Hendrick. Makes all the sense in the world. He's already been in the Hendrick garage and in their cup cars. So sliding from the nine over to the 48, it, it makes all the sense in the world. So I think that that is the right move, but I think the next right move is Jimmy Johnson back for the all-star race. Please get it done. Make everybody happy. And the, you know, listen, the, the fact that junior motorsports, it's, there's no real secret how close the ties still are between junior and, and Hendrick. Obviously it's not, that's not oh, a secret. Yeah. Hendrick so. owns or co-owns junior motorsports so uh, it just tells you anything it's kind of logical at that point but um right. and and i mean obviously he's probably a name that we're going to bring up even in this episode so we'll definitely be talking more about barry later on but uh let's set up this it's a game 200 from the dover motor speedway we will run 200 la well we won't personally but uh, the drivers will run 200 <laughs> laps around this one mile uh paved track uh, in the past, this has been a very heavy track that's belonged to, surprise, surprise, Junior Motorsports. We'll obviously talk about that later. Um, but again, when you talk about Hendrix, when you talk about Junior Motorsports, when you talk about these kind of drivers, it's kind of no surprise that they own this this mile track. Cody and I talked a little bit about what we consider comp tracks in the, in the Cup Series betting episode. And, I mean, obviously, we both came down on the side that while there are other mile tracks on the NASCAR circuit, there are none like the Monster Mile. There is a reason that Miles the Monster is the is the guy that's uh, standing in front, crushing cars, uh, crushing Jimmy Johnson's car. By the way, uh, yeah, this this track is definitely not your average short flat track. Uh, definitely has a lot more speed to it, a lot more finesse that you've got to put on uh, this track. So the drivers that are good on this track are good on this track. And and sometimes you can't really compare to the other tracks. So I think in, in our assessment, that's probably probably where both of us are going. Just basically, what did they do on Dover and how have they done on Dover? Yeah, exactly. You're going to be able to look back at Dover. 
Uh, look at kind of what they've done this season so far, just as in general momentum. You can sort of look to the intermediates earlier in the season with Vegas and Auto Club a, a little bit because there is some translation there, but there is no other track that's exactly like Dover. Um, you could maybe pull a little bit from Bristol. We talked about on the Cup Series side of things. It's a little harder to go back too far in Xfinity because so many things change. A lot of these drivers don't have a ton of history. Um, and, you know, a lot of the rides change and stuff like that. So you're looking mostly at, at what have you done for me lately, and you can look back at some of those comparisons as well. So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be fun. Before we move on, Rod, I did want to give a shout-out to Matt J. Left us a review over on Apple Podcasts. Longtime listener, first-time commenter. Love the pod, boys. Got the little arm-flexing emoji at the end of it. Five stars, of course, because that's the only kind of review you leave. If you don't like it you just go away nobody cares not an airport don't need to announce your departure but we do appreciate the review thank you matt jay uh much appreciated if you could leave us a review comments all that fun stuff on whatever platform you uh listen watch consume it's much appreciated it very much is thank you matt thanks so much i i you know like i said I don't know why anybody listens to me, but the fact that you guys continue to just, it's, it's incredible. Um, I don't feel like I'm any more special than anybody else, but you guys spend an hour with us. You guys spend five hours with us a week anymore, and it's just, it's incredible. Thank you for making us a part of your day. Um, I don't know that you will fully understand how much it means to both of us to, uh, to continue to be able to do this and for you to listen, so... It's like every podcaster's dream to have one, if not a thousand people listening. And, you know, that's just the way it is. So thank you. Thank you, Matt J. And thank you, everybody that's left uh, their good reviews. All right. Might as well get to some bets, shall we? Let's do it. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Let's do this after the break. We'll start setting up our bets for the A-game 200 at the Dover Motor Speedway. Well, let's tell you about Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NBA and NHL playoffs are here. What better way to get down on some player prop parlays than over at Underdog Fantasy? Besides daily NHL, NBA, and MLB games, they've also got already going NFL best ball drafts with a guaranteed half million in prizes. How do you get down on it? Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. It's part of SGPN's draft week. SGPN is holding a free NFL drafts props contest exclusively for members of our Discord. As everything is on the SGPN, it's completely free to join. And the winner gets $250 in cash and a $50 SGPN gift card. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord and go to the NFL channel for the sign up link. We're about to give Cody an opportunity to pitch another one of SGPN's awesome contests that's put on by us. Cody, tell us about what we've got going on. Yes, absolutely. We have the Hamlin Mania, I think is the <laughs> the official name that we uh, have decided on. Yes, Hamlin Mania bracket, driver bracket contest. Of course, we all know Denny Hamlin took full tank with Phil's Karch Madness idea to the next level um, and, you know, proposed his uh, 32 car bracket on his podcast actions detrimental this weekend. Um, and so, yeah, we've turned that into our own contest. Absolutely free to enter like everything else on this network. You can win a Denny Hamlin 124 scale 
car for first place and a $50 gift card to the merch store for second place. Going to be a fun time. Join us on Friday as well. We're going to be going through our brackets, making our picks live on the show. Going to be a fun time. It will be a fun time. We're going to have a blast doing so. Um, all right. Let us move on and start By laying way, down. Oh, just a quick Cody, a Cody. quick note. Yes, please. We have made the official ruling. Oh, yes. Of course, we couldn't just have a clean contest where nothing bad happens. No. Alex Bowman gets ruled out. We've just decided to make that entry of Alex Bowman the number 48 car. Uh, and so if you picked Alex Bowman, you now get credit for whoever the hell ends up driving the 48 car because we know it's Josh Berry for now, but if Jimmy Johnson jumps in, if somebody else jumps in, we're just going to stick with the 48 car. Um, and then, yeah, that's, uh, just, of course, something something has to go wrong before it even gets started. But we can uh, adjust on the fly, and uh, that's going to be the deal. Seems like a much cleaner way to do it. I mean, again, that, that could turn into a rotating car. So, I mean, it's just better to keep it the 48. And then, yeah, I mean, do you take him out? Do you put in the 33rd guy in his spot? Then it's not seated properly. You can't reseat it because that was already a pain in the ass in the first place. So it just, yeah, you plug in the 48 car. Not going to be as good as Alex Bowman probably was, but you can't count that car out anyway. Hey, and listen, we're working out the bugs, Denny. This is it. We're working out the bugs for you. Now we've got hit with something right away that would throw this into turmoil. Now we don't have to worry about it. We know what to do instead. So, Denny, thank you for helping us. We worked out the bugs for you. That's right. Hopefully NASCAR's listening so uh, they know what to do when this happens to them next year. <laughs> All right. Speaking of knows what happens, do we know what's going to happen in this race, Cody? I, I feel like we have a good handle on it, so uh, let's start laying out some bets. Well, I think we have two different uh, scenarios on how this race is going to go as I, for the first time, have just glanced at some of your bets. JRM, just the standout absolute favorites to win this race, Rod. As we know, they've been having a stellar season, winning all these races, not <laughs> wrecking each other every week. Things have been just going great for JRM. Their owner has not been on his own podcast mentioning that they don't have speed. I'm sure everything will continue to go extremely well for JRM. So we'll discuss that as we get further into this race. But I think if you could sense my sarcasm, you might know how I feel about uh, JRM currently. But my first bet is going to start with the Toyota camp, which is where my heart and specifically my money is going to heavily lie this weekend. I'm going to start with John Hunter Nemechek over Cole Custer. Minus 140 over on Caesars. There are some juiced up matchups this weekend, but they are matchups that I love. You only pay the juice if you lose. And what would make you think you are going to lose this matchup? I have no idea because one race this entire season in the nine races has Cole Custer beaten John Hunter Nemechek. That was last week at Talladega where everything's just a shit show anyways. Um, I, I don't even understand why these guys are matched up. Going into the season, it would make sense, right? Cole Custer, we thought he was going to be this world beater. I, myself, was just massively huge on the guy. I said he was going to win 10 races, all this stuff, and he has just shit the bed almost every week so far this season. Um, so, again, in eight of the nine races, it has been John Hunter Nemechek over Cole Custer. That's a pretty good sample size, good enough for me to take it. Uh, John Hunter has a 9.44 average finish this season. And Custer checks in at 12.88. But John Hunter has had the fastest car. I don't think that that's even arguable. Um, most weeks, he has shown the most speed with the best car. They've had a few issues here and there as far as getting caught, you know, bad pit calls, 
and, and some other stuff like that. But he has been fast. I expect him to be fast again this week. I have no reservations about John Hernemacek. I absolutely love the discounts we're getting on him as we get later on into this. Give me John Hernemacek over Cole Custer, minus 140 over on Caesars. My only problem is that I know we talked, I mean, and John Hunter Nemechek is fast. Like John Hunter, John Hunter Nemechek rather is what we kind of expected Cole Custer to be, uh, to start. I think we talked about that, right? Just how fast he's been, how successful he's been so far this season and how good he's looked. But I, I don't know about the sustainability. That's my only hang up. And I'll make a case for the other side of this in a little while, but uh, again, I, and I love John Hunter Nemechek. Don't get me wrong. Like that, again, I just I wonder though the the sustainability of it and and what we've seen over it, the last. It will couple be weeks. sustainable until the playoffs, and that's when he'll start. To <laughs> I mean, listen. If you look at his right. truck series history, that's kind of how it works. Uh, yeah, I think you're yeah, you're absolutely right. In fact, uh, that's how it's been for him. Um, all right. Well, like I said, I'll talk more about the other side of that in a little bit. Uh, my first bet is Sheldon Creed. I don't know that I, I have to go back through. I didn't even look, but it feels like I haven't really bet on my favorite Canadian, not from Canada, but from California in a long time. Um, I just feel like I've, I've, I've soured on him because it's heartbreak when I do. But uh, Always the bridesmaid. Always the bridesmaids. Well, he doesn't even have to be the bridesmaid in this one to cash this bet. Top five odds are a little yucky, but I do like Sheldon Creed at plus 225 to be a top five car uh, in this race. Last season in the uh, in the 2022 Dover Speed, it's the only race he's ever been in in the Xfinity Series on this track. He finished eighth. But then when we look at who was also in that race, you had uh, Ty Gibbs, Noah Gragson, A.J. Allmendinger. Those three cars were ahead of him. You take those three cars out, Sheldon Creed's a top five car. Um I know that's kind of fast and loose math, but I, I very much, like I said, still think that he's got the capability of, of turning things around. He's had a rough go this season. It's, it hasn't been all fun and games for Sheldon Creed. 34th at Daytona, 23rd at Fontana. Did have a ninth place finish at Las Vegas. And what gives me hope is that he had a third place finish in Phoenix. Again, we talked about no track is like Dover, but... Phoenix is a mile track. Phoenix is, you know, a shorter track. He started fifth, finished third, um, and then a ninth place finish at Austin, sixth at Richmond. Second place at Talladega last week. Sheldon Creed could be back on to something. I hope so. Those children's cards need a, <laughs> need a boost here on this track. And again, with all things being considered as far as what we talked about, how good these JRM cards have been, all a couple of them have to do is fall out of favor and Sheldon Creed just have a nice solid day like he did last season, and that's a top five day for him. I I fully think, and you saw in his face, man, you see in his face every single time like he doesn't win a race and they interview him. That dude is hurting. <laughs> he really needs something good to happen. So, I mean, I'd love to see him win this race. I don't know that's, that's all in sorts of possible, but I would love to see a top five finish for Sheldon Creed. I want him to smile. I want I want my favorite Canadian who's not a Canadian from California to smile. That's all I want. Yeah, I, I don't blame you for wanting that. We should mention, I should have brought this up obviously at the top, but it is another dash for cash race, so no Cup Series drivers in this one. Uh, as you were, were listing off, of course, drivers that were in the past in this race, figured that should be mentioned. A couple of notables, Derek Krause back in the 10 car, uh, Ryan Truex back in the 19 car, Corey Heim is stepping up from the Truck Series into the 24 car for Sam Hunt. Um, Hosevar 
is stepping up from the truck series in the 77 car for Spire. And Chad Chastain is the one in the 91, not Ross Chastain. So make sure you avoid that car at any and all costs because Chad is nothing like his brother and he sucks. Oh, and that's another good point, too, to back mine up. Brandon Jones was in the 19 last uh, last season, and he was seventh place. So he's not in the 19 anymore. So take him out and, and maybe move him up another spot. Yeah, results have varied very much from him being in the, the 19 to the 9. Anyways, on to my next bet. I just got done before we recorded this show. I was on the Laying Coin podcast with our buddies uh, Mark Skybox NASCAR and uh, Rory Picks. That is an absolute, I know you've been on that show earlier this season, an absolute blast. Those guys are hilarious. It is not structured in any way, shape, or form. It's all over the place, but it was so much fun. But we did talk about this bet in particular, and I mentioned on there, if there is one bet you can make on this entire weekend, if you're limiting yourself, I'm only making one bet, this is the bet to make. And it is Riley Herbst over Corey Heim, minus 145 over on Caesars. Juiced up a little bit, yes, but I don't care. Corey Heim, I know he's been great. He's done great things in the truck series. He's been in really good, solid trucks. He is in that Sam Hunt car that just sucks, basically. I mean, there's not much else to say about it. We saw it last season. John Hernemacek, we pointed that out every time. He would come in, he'd be in the 19 car or whatever car was the rotator car for Gibbs last season. Just smoke the field, look so good. Then he'd come back the next week, be in the 26 car, and we'd be like, you got to stay off of him this week. And he would just go out and shit the bed, look horrible, and was not hardly competitive other than like one race. The Sam Hunt cars are nowhere near the Joe Gibbs cars. They just don't have the power. They don't have the speed. So not concerned at all. Of course, you know how we feel about Riley Herbst. He's going to have another good, solid run, a nice finish. I don't expect Corey Heim to even be in the top 10 in this race. Herbst will easily be in the top 10. So this one is not close to me. Uh, Again, I don't necessarily like to use the word lock when I give out a pick or anything like that. But if I was only going to bet one bet this weekend, this would be the bet. This one is not even close in my opinion. Minus 145 is absolutely fine. Make sure you get this in early in the week before qualifying, before practice if they have it. Because when people realize that Corey Heim is nowhere close to Herbst, this likely won't even be on the board anymore. So uh, Riley Herbst over Corey Heim, minus 145. That is my favorite bet on the weekend. And we're not worried about a gigantic wreck taking everybody out this time. I mean, this is going to be a little hopefully, more. Hopefully not. <laughs> a little more tame of, uh, well, yeah, hopefully not for <laughs> sure. Um, look, I mean, listen, last last season for this race, there was only five cautions. I mean, it was 36 laps for these five cautions, which, by the way, NASCAR, Tighten that shit up. Let's. I want. Well, they do. Cl- I will say they do click off laps very quickly, yes, even under caution on this track, just because of the banking, the speed you have to run, and there's nowhere for this stuff to go. So it just creates a mess when there's an accident on this it's track. True, everything is boxed up. So I will. I will give NASCAR somewhat of credit for that. Okay, fine. You will. I won't. Get it. <laughs> get get that shit together. I don't care. Yeah, um, some of their cautions is just like, holy hell, why are we still? under caution yeah i mean what are you cleaning up like the one piece of rubber that's down they're looking for that piece of cardboard right they want christopher bell to to, get off of that haven't the reviews already said to stop bringing cardboard gate up (laughs) i think so but uh, i'm gonna bring it up anyway (laughs) wait till we get to the roval race this year that's probably all i'm gonna talk about (laughs) 
Uh, all right, listen. All these bets are void if there's cardboard on the track. <laughs> uh, you have told me time and time again, stop talking about JRM drivers, but I will not. Uh, <laughs> why? Because, listen, as much as we keep talking about, like, the Sam Mayers of the world, the Allgaiers of the world, like, taking each other out, the one, the one JRM driver that seems to rise above that almost consistently this season is Josh Berry. And maybe that's a good thing for Josh Berry because he's going to a track where, just like you said, he has had some serious success in only two tries. He's gotten a second-place finish and a first-place finish in the Xfinity Series in that eighth eight car. He started sixth and fourth in both of those, led 48 laps the first time around, didn't get the win, led 55 the second time around where he actually did end up winning that race. So, again, for Josh Berry... To, to have avoided a lot of the nonsense that's been going on with the rest of his teammates in Daytona, couldn't avoid it. <laughs> that was that was where we thought, oh, hell, here we go. Uh, this is, this is going to be crazy. He started 26. But after that, he ripped off a fifth place at Fontana, fifth place at Vegas, eighth at Phoenix, seventh in Atlanta, eighth at Austin, third in Richmond, fourth in Martinsville. Unfortunately, again, another super speedway. Couldn't keep out of the, the trouble. 30th place finish in Talladega. But... In non-super speedway races, he has finished in the top 10 in every single one of them. I just, I think a top three for Josh Berry is not out of the realm of possibility. And the fact that you're getting plus 100 at this, the fact that it's even around even money, like, I'm definitely going to take this because this is the this is about the floor for Berry, right? Is a third place finish. So a top 10, nah, Cody's making that face. I see him because it's a JRM car. But again... He's risen above it on non-super speedways, man. That this, Josh Berry is the one guy that has managed to stay away from the front end of a Mayer wreck, of an Allgaier wreck, or, or of any other JRM car out there. He's been the one guy to finish solidly in the top 10 outside of the two super speedways. So you can't get me off of this bet. I love Barry as a top three car this weekend. I don't care. Put it down. I have three questions on this bet. Is Justin Allgaier in this race? Is <laughs> Sam Bayer in this race? Is Brandon Jones in this race? Hey, Because if they are, it just makes this bet so much more tougher because likely one, if not all three of them, will bump into Barry, wreck him at some point. I. <sighs> you don't have to like it, Cody. You don't have to like it. But I will it, say I that want, they didn't. The thing is, the problem is, is I want to like it. I, I do because it makes sense. Like I just got done talking about how, how well Josh Berry's done here. Uh, I'm telling you right now, he's going to be in my DFS lineup for tomorrow. I'm going to praise how well he's done here in his two starts. I, I want to believe in it, but you look back at this season. Yeah, he's finished top 10 most races. He's only got one top three finish, though. That was the only... He led 63 laps in that race at Richmond. Looked pretty decent, but other than that, it's like he hasn't been that great anywhere. The JRM fact, I mean, just the fact that Dale Earnhardt Jr. openly talked about how they, they need to find speed. They've made so many changes over there, and things just don't seem to be clicking yet. If it is anybody from the JRM camp, Barry, easily the one I trust the absolute most. I think that Allgaier has a decent track record here, but Allgaier has probably been the worst of the JRM cars so far this season. It seems like he struggled the most. Um, and, and so... So Barry probably is the one I would have the most faith putting my money behind. But based on how things have been going for that entire camp right now, I cannot back any JRM bets. I just I can't do it. And so, again, if you want to take this, that's great. 
I think that maybe there is some value there. I just I, I'm ha- I'm struggling big time with JRM right now, and I'm just going to keep avoiding them until they get it figured out. And, and they're going to get it figured out. Maybe Barry finds his way to victory lane this weekend, and everything is right in the JRM camp. And and then we go into next or two weeks from now because they're not racing at Kansas, but and things are different. Maybe that's the case. We'll see. But uh, until I see it again, I, I I'm having a hard time buying any JRM stock at the moment. They're gonna have to prove it to me again. I'm just banking that this will be the week that they turn it all around. So there you go. <laughs> that's why they race the races, Rod. It, it is indeed. Uh, all right, where are we going next, Cody? Next up for me, I'm going to go back to the Joe Gibbs camp and also the fade JRM camp. Ryan Truex over Brandon Jones, minus 120 over on Caesars. Uh, Again, what have you done for me this season? Truex has been a limited schedule, but in his four starts, he's got a second at Phoenix, a third at Atlanta, 12th at Martinsville, but he kind of got caught up in some stuff late. He was involved in that mayor. You know, he hit mayor and mayor took out our Herps bets. Unfortunately, sad day, 17th at Dega whatever, that's a super speedway, so you can only look into that so much. But um, for Brandon Jones, he had a fifth place at Martinsville. That's been the highlight of his season. Other than that, he's never he's not finished better than 14th this season, multiple finishes in the 30s. This is heartbreaking for me. Big Brandon Jones guy. Love betting on him last season. I was so excited he was going to take over this car. I could not. I was salivating. Couldn't wait to just start betting on him. I, I did it. It did not go well. And he just he hasn't turned it around yet. Now he did have the fifth place at Martinsville a couple of weeks ago. So maybe we're starting to get that little glimmer of hope. But Ryan Truex, again, is racing for his life. His, what little bit of a career maybe he still has. He's got to perform well in these J, JGR cars. And these JGR cars have been lights out fast. The JGR camp is the best cars in the garage. Not even close. Truex has been performing well in his limited starts. He's only got a couple left. Needs to um, take advantage of that while he can. And again, I, I cannot trust Brandon Jones again until I start seeing it from him. Um, so, and, and you go back to last season, even in the G, the fast J, JGR cars, only finished in seventh place. Again, that, that doesn't do a ton for me as, as far as hope and, and everything. And that was when he was running better. Now he's had a rough season. Um, and he's still trying to figure things out. And JRM is kind of down a little bit, at least so far. And you got Truex. I think he's going to be running well, much better than seventh. So even if Jones is seventh, I think that Truex is going to be a top three, top five for sure. So give me Truex over Jones, minus 120. Hey, listen, Martin's brother's been a feel-good story for this season. It's It's been a guy that we've enjoyed watching and, and actually uh, have enjoyed cheering for and it's enjoyed a little success. So... The I only mean, Truex brother I'm allowing myself to bet on. <laughs> I was gonna say he's the one. He's the one that you actually want to put money on. He's not retired, yeah. Uh, yeah. by the way. So, uh, yeah, I definitely, I, I, I'll back you on Truex. I just, and but again, like I said, the only JRM driver I really am trusting this week is Barry. So you can pretty much dump on all the rest of them, and I'm fine with it because, like I said, I, I really only put my faith in the fact that since Barry's kind of risen above it all. Um, He'll probably stay out of it this week as well. I don't know what it is. Maybe his car's got Teflon and everybody else doesn't, but the rest of those JRM cars, you know. And in fact, let me go one further. 
I'm putting two JRM this, cars. This I, right here, if I was gonna make, if I was gonna force myself to bet on a JRM bet this week, this is the one I would do. I'll just say that. This is the one. This is the way, as they say. Uh, I've got Josh Berry over Justin Allgaier, and what's amazing to me is Berry is not the favorite in this. He is at minus one hundred five uh, to beat Allgaier in this race. Let me paint a picture for you of how you can take any set of stats you want and frame them in a way that makes your bet sound good, okay? Because if you wanted to, you could say, take the Justin Allgaier side of this. This is why he's the favorite. Why? Because over the last several years, since 2017, Justin Allgaier's finishes have been as followed. A second place, a win, a third place, a second place, a second place, a win, a seventh place, a third place, a second place. There were not a lot of numbers. In fact, there were no numbers higher than seven in that entire list of where uh, Allgaier has finished in Dover. So you say to me, Rod, why are you taking Barry, a guy that's finished second and first but only has two starts on this track over Justin Allgaier, who's got uh, 68% of his finishes over in the top 10 and half of them in the top five. Well, allow me to read you Justin Allgaier's finishes from this season. A third place at Daytona, cool. Third place at Fontana, cool. Second place at Vegas, yeah, cool. Now, here's where the trouble starts. 36th at Phoenix, 29th at Atlanta. Got a fifth place at Austin, cool. 13th place at Richmond, eh. Sixth place at Martinsville, all right. 28th at Talladega. Allgaier, for whatever reason, has been the bumper car to all of his teammates. He's been the guy that's absorbed most of the hits, the friendly fire. We're both in the military. We know how that works from his fellow teammates. And, and he's the one that finds himself around. He's been good at so many of these tracks. I mean, again, you read his track history at, at most of these Xfinity tracks, and it's it's Allgaier at the top, right? We've There's been a reason why we picked him so many times last season, and he came through for us. But this season... I don't know if he's pushing it. I don't know if that JRM uh, uh, stable is really as toxic as it is. And only Josh Berry's been able to keep himself out of the riffraff. I don't know what it is. But for whatever reason, save those several top 10 finishes to start the season uh, and top five finishes and top three finishes even to start the season. The last five weeks for Josh Berry, last six weeks for Josh Berry, uh, rather Justin Allgaier, have been very rocky to say the least. So I I know this is a track in which he's had a ton of success, right? I get that, but I don't know what it is about lately. The last five or six weeks, it just doesn't feel like he's in it the way he's been in it before. So I'm riding momentum on the downward tick for Allgaier, whereas Barry, like I said, he's the guy that uh, that I trust out of this whole, ta- whole camp because outside of Daytona and Talladega, which we always say, Throw those away, right? Don't ever really bank on what you did there, what you've done there, because anything can happen. So when uh, Barry's been the one finishing inside the top ten in all those races, I like him better than Allgaier in this in this instance. Yeah, you know where else he has really really good stats at Phoenix, extremely good at Phoenix. Guess where he finished? Thirty sixth place. So I mean, it things have just not been going Allgaier's way. Uh, they switched his crew chief up that he had been with for a long time. I don't know if that's part of it. He has just mass. I mean, again, prior to the season, like we thought that it was going to be Custer, Barry, and all guy are like top three, head and shoulders above everybody. 
we were very wrong on that prediction. Luckily, we gave out that Kyle Busch 20-1 to 1 future because that makes us look good at least somewhere in our, in our offseason predictions. But, uh, yeah, it's just it's been very bad for Allgaier. I don't expect it to get better. So this is the way that I would back a JRM car. I do like Barry over Allgaier here. Um, it just things are not going well for Allgaier, even more so than some of the other JRM cars. Um, again, I'm just going to continue to ride this JGR train. Sammy Smith, top five, plus 115. Uh, again, they've just been the fastest cars this season, and he's been successful. Um, he had a second place at Martinsville a couple weeks ago, a fourth place at Coda before that. He won the Phoenix race. We've seen him be extremely fast. He was the, arguably the fastest car at Richmond, caught a lap down all day, and just was never able to get it back, didn't get the results necessarily, but he has been fast this season. He's already led a ton of laps. Um, you go back, he led 92 laps at Phoenix, 14 laps at auto club earlier this season. Um, go to the Richmond race. He did lead 40 laps before that stupid pit thing and where he ended up getting caught the lap down, and, but he was extremely fast that day. Um, Sammy Smith has knows how to get to the front. Uh, knows how to run good races, get a top five plus money. No brainer for me for as fast as these JGR cars have been this season. Yep, love me some Sammy Smith. I, I do love cheering for him. It's it's good to see the young generation step up and, and be good. So uh, I definitely love this bet as well. Uh, all right, well, I am going to go, uh, I'm not going to go full on gut gut handicap, but uh, we, we have been burned one too many times by the number 11 car. I have seen this matchup. I wanted to jump on this matchup uh, for a couple of different reasons. One, because I've been, I've been, uh, what I've got put on a timeout on betting for the number eleven car. I can't even say the name of the number eleven yeah, car. Unfortunately, Rod wrote his name in the document. I threw up in my trash can over here. I quickly raced over there. I edited it. Just now says number eleven. I don't even want to see this person's name. If you don't know who drives the eleven car in the Xfinity series. Google is your friend. Go Google it. We're not going to mention him. Absolutely disgusted. My 40 to 1 is leading last week. Takes out the whole field. Second place is my 35 to 1. We're going to cash some huge tickets. And number 11 fucked everyone and their brother up. I don't even want to see his name written down in front of me. Even though we're betting, we're betting against him. That that's how that's, that's how the well you have to. It's um, yeah. it's an auto bet against him because he ruined everything for us. Indeed he did. Well, Parker Kligerman is in a matchup against the number 11 car, and Parker Kligerman is on the plus 110 side of this. Listen, the 11 car this season in nine starts has five top 10 finishes, which is why I was consistently saying that he's somebody we should be betting on. But in two of the last three races, he finished 24th in Richmond after starting 5th and then uh, seventh place at Martinsville, not bad, but 21st at Dega after being a strong car and just absolutely annihilating the field, unfortunately. Uh, Kligerman has four top 10 starts, or top 10 finishes, rather, in nine starts. He did have a third place at Talladega last week, which was pretty impressive, and an eighth place at Richmond. He's finished fourth in Atlanta and 11th at Las Vegas. Uh, for Fina, for the 11 car, he finished 10th. So it was kind of back-to-back on this as well. Uh, and in fact, if you go back to last season in this race, uh, it was Kligerman, was not in this race, but uh, the number 11 car finished 11th place. 
So uh, again, I'm not. I can't even say his actual name. Uh, that's that's funny. You've gotten you got me to the point where I can't actually uh, say his name. Uh, but for Kligerman at Dover, he's got three starts here in, uh, and it's not even in the in the forty eight car. It's actually the seventy seven and the twenty two that he's been in. So uh, you can't really gauge too much off of what he's done in the past here. But he has a, a seventh place finish, an eleventh place, and a twelfth place finish. So three pretty solid finishes in uh, some Kyle Busch cars and uh, and a Penske car in the uh, in the Xfinity series. So he does know how to drive good equipment to the front, um, and of course, as we know, he's been doing some good stuff with this big machine equipment. So uh, he's been making it work for him. But like I said, I mean, Kligerman, he's been around, and we've we've talked about him several times this season, and we've talked about him uh, just kind of hanging around and and doing good things and being around the front. So. I'm banking on number 11 self-destructing again and Kligerman staying out of the, the the melee this time and being able to cruise his way to a top 12, top 13 finish uh, where we know that the number 11 car likes to hang as well. This is a driver's track. Uh, Kligerman, clearly a very good driver. The number 11, clearly a horrible driver. So I back this. Also, I'm going to toss out a bonus bet. I just added this to the end. Parker Kligerman is 40 to 1 to win this race. That's disrespectful. He is much more talented than that. Just a little tiny sprinkle on that because it's it's worth it for the odds. Uh, so thank you for bringing Kligerman up, bringing him to my attention, Rod. I appreciate that. I'm going to go back to the well on this next one. I, I, I usually put it in as my first bet. Uh, this week I was like, oh, I'm not going to give this out again. And then I thought to myself, why the fuck would you not give this out? Because it is a great bet every week. Riley Herps, top five, plus 275. Unless you're new to the show, you know why. He is great. Uh, like I said, I just got done with the Laying Coin podcast. Rory, huge Riley Herps guy. He said to put all your money on Riley Herps this week. I agree with him. Uh, Herps has just been killing it. I mean, he's he's been so good this season. I'm not going to, I don't need to talk about it too much more. He is consistent. Get you the solid runs. He is going to be in contention to win this race. That means he's going to be in the top five plus two seventy five. I like Riley Herbst uh, for the top five. Uh, well, it is an auto bet, right? I mean, this is absolutely an auto bet uh, for for Riley Herbst as a top five. I, I left it for you. I obviously was going to take it if you didn't, because I definitely wanted to put him in there as a top five car. Uh, can't can't pass him up, and he's Thanks, he's Rod. so You're damn so good. Sweet. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm always looking out for you, buddy. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to. Uh, there's a Group D out there in Caesar's world. And at plus 280, you can get Anthony Alfredo to win this. Again, we want you to be watching that ticker up and down. We don't want you to just watch the first 10 positions. We want you looking at position 15 through whatever the, the last car of the, the track is at the time. Uh, and this is probably where you're going to be watching. And the reason this is interesting, though, is because in this group uh, is Brett Moffitt, Jeb Burton, and, uh, and again, Anthony Alfredo is in this group at plus 280. Here's the thing about it, though, right? I know that they're trying to ride the the momentum of what we just watched with Jeb Burton, right? And and how feel good that is, and they probably they want you to to take the Jeb Burton part of this. Um, but for Anthony Alfredo, he actually doesn't have bad finishes on this track. To be honest with you, he's got three Xfinity starts, and in those, he started 26th in 2020, finished 11th. Uh, unfortunately, he started fifth in 2020, the second race, uh, probably after that good, you know, they 
weighted it afterwards. He started fifth. He finished 13th. I mean, I'm still okay with the 13th place finish for Anthony Alfredo, especially in the 21 car. And then uh, the 15th, or he finished 15th last season in this race. Not bad. And when you look at, like I said, who he's up against in this group, um, the, the Brett Moffitts of the world, yeah, they do. He, he's done okay. He's been a good story. But he's the favorite to win this at plus 210. I don't think that's going to happen here on this track. Kaz Gralla is in this group at plus 230. Not scared of Kaz Gralla. Jeb Burton at plus 230. Like I said, they're riding the momentum of what we just saw. But Anthony Alfredo at plus 280. He is the 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 guy that's a back marker. But if you look at this group too, Brett Moffitt finished 13th in 2022. Anthony Alfredo finished 15th. Jeb Burton finished 16th. And then Kaz Gralla, yeah, he was there. He finished 24th. <laughs> so, yes, Brett Moffitt finished ahead of time, ahead of uh, uh, Anthony Alfredo, but only by a couple of spots, and he was ahead of Jeb Burton. I don't know. I feel like Anthony Alfredo's got it in him to uh, to, to place another 12th or 13th place finish and, and and get ahead of this rest of this group. Plus, I like the plus 280 side of this. I, I think that this group is actually tougher than it kind of sounds on the the surface. Mm-hmm. Um. I will say that Grala is in a Sam Hunt car. We've already explained how we feel about those, so he doesn't bother me. Moffitt, a guy we've been on a lot lately. He's had some really strong runs. I would watch out for him a little bit. And the one thing I would say about Jeb Burton, he is one of the dash for cash drivers to win that $100,000. So potential that they are putting extra emphasis on that car being good this weekend. I know our buddy Kyle Armstrong shared a picture in the Discord. He actually got to have lunch with uh, Jordan Anderson and Jeb Burton this weekend. That was pretty awesome. Um, and he said that Jeb says he's loaded for bear to win the 100 K this weekend at Dover. I would bet on him again. So take that, uh, insider information as you will. Jeb Burton could be, um, uh, a threat in that, in that group as well. Uh, but I do think it is, it seems like kind of a, a crappier car group, I guess. But I think that there is some some fairly decent guys in there. But it's hard to argue with what Alfredo has done this season. I mean, he's been extremely impressive um, as well. So, and again, at plus money, um, I, I don't hate this one at all. Yeah, and what's crazy is that you're right. When I looked at this group initially, I was like, oh, man, you got to take Jeb Burton, right? You got to take him because of exactly what we've seen lately. You got to take him for what he's what he's done. And then I started digging. I was like, oh, it's not really that clear cut, is it? It's It's, right. you know. Uh, there's a reason that Alfredo's at the bottom of it. Uh, his last three finishes have not been fantastic. He's crashed out of two of the three races. 38th place finish at Richmond, 24th at Martinsville, 37th at Talladega. But uh, after, I mean, he's 17th place in, in Fontana, 19th at Vegas, 14th at Phoenix, 14th at Atlanta, 16th at, La- at Austin. We're talking about guys like John Hunter Nemechek. We're talking guys about, you know, uh, Josh Berry. That's not good. But for Anthony Alfredo, it's not bad. Um, so I'll definitely take that as well um all right i think it's time to step away to take a break and then we'll talk about some winners coming up after the after the break but i want to take some time to thank you thank you yes thank you for watching this youtube channel for being the strong supporters of the nascar gambling podcast on youtube that you are Continue to do so. Continue to pump those numbers up for us, for the bosses, really. For us, we just know that you watch. We love you anyways. And uh, and we're paying attention to everybody, whether or not uh, those numbers move or don't. 
Well, we do this for nothing. We do this for ourselves, just to hang out every night and talk NASCAR. Uh, but the fact that you grace us with your presence each and every day, we love it. Continue to comment, continue to like, continue to subscribe, continue to click that bell. For those of you who get your podcasts the more traditional way out there on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get them, thank you for that too. Leave some reviews. We love the five-star reviews. We just read one off a little while ago uh, from, from our buddy, and uh, we love that too. So continue to do that as well. All right, let's talk some winners, shall we? There are going to be some folks that cross the finish line and grab that Miles the Monster trophy, which, listen, I know there's die casts out there for it. I got to get myself one of those. Those things are really cool. Yeah, that uh, would be a great collection to uh, to add, piece to add to my collection of crap that I have behind me. <laughs> I might need to look into that. <laughs> I think you do. I think add you it, do. Add it to the clutter. <laughs> uh, all right, Cody, get us started with your winners then. Yes, uh, I mean, again, uh, stop me if you've heard me talk about these guys already, but uh, I just, John Hunter Nemechek, we hit on him at Martinsville a couple weeks ago, plus 350. Uh, he dominates that race, wins. Then we have a super speedway in between, and then we come here, and for some reason, he's dropped to plus 550. Like, why are you giving us a discount? I, I don't understand. It makes no sense, but I will take it. He won at Martinsville. He was second place at Richmond, despite, along with Sammy Smith, having one of the better cars. He also got caught back on that lap down, got it back, but but didn't quite get to the lead. Sixth place at Phoenix, sixth place at Las Vegas, one at Auto Club, second at Daytona. Like he is having a hell of a season. Um, and again, he's been the fastest car. He's been the best car. I can't not bet John Hernie Macek, especially at a number like plus five fifty over on Caesars. It's just give me that all day and night. I'm also going to take his teammate Sammy Smith. I am fully bought in, fully invested in the JGR cars. I've already talked about Sammy as well. Plus 750, I love him. And Riley Herbst, 22 to 1. I told uh, Rory I would have to give him out as an official play. It's coming, Rod. It's coming. That victory is coming. He's been fast. Maybe if something happens with these JGR cars, Herbst will find himself up there in the right position at the right time. I just I don't want to miss out hitting on this really sweet bet when he finally wins. Because it's going to taste so good, I can't wait, uh, and it's coming. So give me some more Riley Herbst, twenty-two to one. Or, or follow me on this one. Maybe all the JRM cars are riding up in the first four spots. Riley Herbst is cruising around in fifth place, like we know he, he's capable of, and they all decide to play bumper cars. And Riley Herbst shoots his way through, but Josh Berry manages to save it, keep it going straight, and finish in third place. That'd be a fantastic. Wow. I that wrote that makes script. Her a great race i wrote i wrote that script so if it's me it's me um all right yeah i can't argue with any of those guys in fact i i literally was bouncing around every single one of these guys and and trying to figure out uh if i wanted to take them so the fact that you had them all makes it perfect i'm going out on a limb a little bit today i'm going risky i don't yeah that's uh that's i know a word for it i know i'm uh, but i am but listen okay Gotta At least it's honest. not a JRM car. I'm just going to throw it No, and I, and I almost threw Algar out initially. Like, when I first looked at it, I said, I got to go Algar, right? I almost fell into that trap, but I did not. In fact, I went a little further down the list. I'm back in Cole Custer this week at plus 650, okay? I know, but here's why Cody's making that face, okay? You ever built somebody <laughs> up in your head so much that they cannot I, I live have up. his name's Cole Custer. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? That they can't live up to the expectations that you have built in your head for them. We 
talked up Cole Custer like he was going to come into this and Kyle Larson his way through it and just beat everybody up and down and nine ways to Sunday. He has not done that. But it's not as if over the last three races he – well, but listen, it's not over – he's not done poorly – for other driver standards, right? He's just done poorly as to what we've built up in his head. He only has two finishes worse than 12th place, okay? For any other driver in the world, we would say, that's not bad. That's actually okay, right? And then in three, uh, his last three races, all three have been top five finishes, all right? At Richmond, he had a fifth place. Martinsville, he started on the pole, had a third place finish. Talladega, he managed to find his way to a fourth place finish, all right? That's momentum. That's starting to build something back again. That's starting to realize that he can drive this car again. But here's the thing about uh, him on uh, at Dover, okay? The last three races that he's been out on this track in 2018, he was a second-place finish. 2019, he had a fourth-place finish. And in the fall of 2019, he won this race, right? He led 155 laps in 2019, 31 in 2019 in the fall, I mean, in six starts, he's got five top 10 finishes, four top fives, and that win. This is, you're going to not feel good about this. You're going to probably put this bet in and think to yourself, why am I wasting my money? But, but, again, like I said, he's had three top five finishes over the last three races, and they have all, all been absolute chaoticness all the way through these races. And for him to be able to get through all that nonsense for a top five finish, for a guy that we hyped up to be the second coming of Cole Custer, right? I feel like this is an opportunity for him to grab something and and, and roll with it again um, and and get it. But listen, as a cup driver too, he he wasn't bad on this track. He had an 11th place finish a 10th place finish, two 10th place finishes rather, and a 15th place finish. And we know how bad his cup career was, right? That's why he's back down in the Xfinity. But he still had all top 15 finishes uh, on this track. So he can get around this track for some reason. I'm thinking that he can try to get away with a win this time. Uh, First of all, I love how much the Xfinity series divides us. It seems like every week we're, we're a lot of opposites on the Xfinity series. It's it makes for a fun show. I enjoy it. Also, I've come up with a question. <laughs> you have two cars from the same stable, right? The Stuart Haas cars, right? The the better Stuart Haas car that's gotten the better finish the majority of the season is 22 to 1. And the worst Stuart Haas car, for some reason, is plus 650. I, can you explain that? I don't, I don't understand. Well, you see, when you're making a book and you look at the finishes and you look at the uh, the the history of the track, then you go, hmm, I think this one's going to finish better. So, um, I don't know. Or you're just like me and you just really hope that Cole Custer has a good finish to justify every hype that you had him at at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I've already kicked that chip into the water and watched <laughs> it sink because, man, but- he's... He made us look so wrong. Maybe he turns things around at some point, but I, I really, I, I thought that Cole Custer was going to win like 15 races this season, and he's looked like trash the entire season. But yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. All but, it takes is hey, one. Again, if you hit it, good. I'm not going to be sad if I'm not holding a Cole Custer to win a plus 650, and he wins just because 
I've not seen enough this season. But yeah, Cody Herbst is going to prove once again that he is the better Stuart Haas car. He's going to win at 22 to 1, and you won't care if you wasted a little bit of money at plus 650. I'm just doing it for the clicks. Um, that's honest with you. I'm just I want I want that Cole Custer take out there so everybody goes, Oh my god, Rod knows he knows nothing what Look at this guy. He is not obviously watching Xfinity series race he, this year. He doesn't know anything about racing. Just no, Rod is dumb. That's what I want. <laughs> Careful what you ask for, Rod. We, Actually we that's that true. Sometimes. That's true, we sure do. That's all right. Uh, the, listen, the loyal listeners of this show know exactly where I'm coming from. I don't give anything out just for clicks. I honestly believe in the stuff that I actually say. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I, it is funny to make fun of it because he has that. But I mean, it, we, were, we were talking about him that much because he, he should be able to do it. So at some point, you've got to think he, he somewhat figures it out and, you know, call your shot, right? That's that's what you got to do. If he does win at plus 650, you're likely not going to see that number for a while again. Although I say that and then John Hunter still is at plus 550 somehow. But anyways... <laughs> I mean, it's um, true. Yeah, it's hey, yeah. I, 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 I totally get where you're coming from. I, I understand it. Obviously, he's just he's burned me so much already this season that it makes me want to just look away. But that ought to tell you something, because I, I don't bring Cole Custer up into the conversation. Oh so, yeah, that's yeah. You know. I, I don't think you were really all gung ho about him like I was either. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. I, maybe maybe Rod just has the magic sauce. This obviously has the script. He's already released part of it. Uh, probably wasn't supposed to. Possibly we'll get a cease and desist from NASCAR. Hurry up and listen to this quickly. We'll see. <laughs> I'm going to get fined. Denny Hamlin's going to cover my fine, though. That That's all good. <laughs> um, all right. Get out your pen and paper. We're about to go over the bets for the A-Game 200 from the Dover Motor Speedway Xfinity race. Cody started you out with John Hunter and Nemechek over my beloved Cole Custer at minus 140. Uh, I gave you Sheldon Creed as a top five car at plus 225. Cody gave you Riley Herbst over Corey Heim at minus 145. I said Josh Berry was going to survive his teammates trying to take him out and finish top three at plus 100. Cody said Ryan Truex was going to uh, finish better than Brian, uh, Brandon Jones at minus 120. I said Josh Berry was going to finish over his teammate Justin Allgaier, uh, who's got a harpoon on his front and trying to take him out at minus 105. Cody said that uh, Sammy Smith was going to be a top five car at plus 115. I said that Parker Kligerman was going to beat the number 11 car and give you a plus 110 in doing so. Cody said that Riley Herbst was once again going to be a top five car at plus 275. I said that Anthony Alfredo was going to win the Group D on Caesars at plus 280, consisting of uh, Moffitt, Burton, and Kaz Grala. And then Cody said John Hunter Nemechek at plus 550 would win. Sammy Smith at plus 750. And Riley Herbst at 22 to 1. Also threw in Parker Kligerman at 40 to 1 as the official bet that he had to make because of his Lane Coin podcast uh, appearance. And then I said Cole Custer was going to break through for one of those 15 wins of the season at plus 650. Cody, it is almost Dover time. I cannot wait. We've got exciting stuff coming up for the rest of this week. We got DFS and then, of course, our bracket show that we're going to be doing, our Hamlin Mania bracket show on Friday. That's going to be a fun time as well. Yeah, that's going to be a good time. Again, go over to at NASCAR Gambling. Make sure you click on that tweet there. It's got the link in it. Absolutely free to enter. Fun to play along. You can enjoy the 
we'll, we'll talk about it for the next five regular season races. Also, races on the count for the record. Um, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. I'm excited to go through our brackets on Friday, uh, make our selections, and see how we fare against everyone else. Uh, maybe I'll add a Denny Hamlin card to my collection back here. Who knows? Probably not. But or uh, I'll <laughs> add a Denny. Oh wait. Yeah. Mine's over there. You can't tell. <laughs> to your by your tree right there. But, <laughs> uh, all right. But no. Yes. Um. Yeah. So you can find all my work over on Twitter at Nas- or <laughs> the show is at NASCAR Gambling. I'm at Husker underscore Zeb. Um. If you're listening to this before the draft kicks off on Thursday, I- I've got my mock draft a 2.0 is up there now as well. A revised edition as things have been rumors have been flying, trades have been happening, everything's been crazy. So definitely go check that out uh, as well. And again, I was on the Lane Coin podcast with our buddies uh, Mark and Rory. Go check that out. It's uh, you're going to be laughing. Rory, for one, is just hilarious. It was a great show. Good time. Uh, had, had a lot of fun with those guys. So definitely give that a, a follow and a listen. Please do follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bottom of everything I got going on, whether it's here whether it's in between media, I'll be on the back road again this week. Check it out on the in between media YouTube channel. Having fun talking to the guys about Dover. So uh, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow with DFS. And then of course our Hamlin mania bracket on Friday. So much fun to be had. Let's have some more fun. Let's go racing and let it ride. Silver, 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 silver.